0: Hi, this is Russ Striner. I played the character of Johnny in *Night of the Living Dead*, the 1968 version. Um, I don't know why you're listening to throbbing with horror, but that—that's your business. You Gore Fiends and Horror Hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Happy October. Yeah, we are finally here when this episode's released.
1: Well yeah, we're not recording at the day of release, but yeah, happy October, listeners.
0: Yeah, you are so uh lucky to be already in the month of October, where I'm still stuck here in September.
1: Well, they were stuck here too.
0: Yeah, but they're there now. And I'm mad <laughs> at them. <laughs>
1: What do we pick to celebrate this October occasion?
0: Well, I mean, number one, we have a fuck of an October plan for you guys.
1: Oh yeah, you think we're just releasing on Fridays? You are dead wrong for this month. We have too many.
0: Yeah, where there's many, many more movies that we're going to do this month. We're basically doing two a week.
1: Yeah, and then there'll be some bonuses thrown in there, so we're
0: pretty much double featuring the whole weeks. So
1: yeah, you're going to have a good time.
0: And how many times have we accidentally stumbled onto a great release date?
1: It's happened a couple of times. We did Jaws on Shark Week in a complete accident. We did Maniac Cop the day that Joe Bob did Maniac Cop, so that helped. And there's been other times like that, too. And it works out because it's the 40th anniversary of Elvira, like, this week. Well, I yeah. think it's technically last week when you're listening, but still, we're right there.
0: And it's still in the future for us, but Shudder has now also announced that they're doing a 40th anniversary special with Elvira, where she's doing another movie marathon.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. They're doing this movie, Mistress of the Dark, that we're talking about, and I think four others. That's going to be a good time. I can't wait for that.
0: Yeah, when I saw that announced, I'm just like, well, fucking Shudder just gives me another reason to love them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and like I said... I Me and you talked off mic about this a few days ago, and I think Shudder, because they did the Amazon Prime 13 Nights of Elvira or whatever, which was cool, but Shudder feels like a much more appropriate home for her, like, specials and everything.
0: Oh yeah, well get, uh, they have Joe Bob, now they have Elvira, just get Svengoolie in there, and then I'm extremely happy.
1: Yeah, get gets and Throbbing with Horror Contract.
0: Yeah, there we go, yeah, I'd love to be a horror host.
1: Yeah. If you had to pick one, sorry Sven Svengoolie.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> Svengoolie, but yeah, Joe Bob and Elvira are a little above.
1: Yeah. Alright, so um, this movie's from 1988. She'd already been doing the character for seven years when this came out. So this was the first movie, though, that she's done.
0: It's really cool that they actually were able to like give her a movie and this character and have it actually work well. Well,
1: from what I understand, a lot of it also came from the success of Pee-wee's Big Adventure, because they came from the same comedy group, uh, Cassandra Peterson and Paul Rubens, and they remained friends, that's why she's in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And that did so well, kind of like a guy who does a bit character all the time, having his own movie, that kind of opened the door for Mistress of the Dark to happen.
0: Yeah, which, um, I love how, yeah, I love the character when she just randomly pops up in... Uh, Pee-wee's big adventure where like at first the first time I saw it of course I don't know that's Elvira she's not in her get up you know
1: yeah it's weird how many times that movie has come up on this podcast
0: Pee-wee's her Pee-wee- <laughs> well it's a great movie
1: yeah I love it it's just odd how much that movie gets brought up
0: on a horror podcast
1: yes but so it starts out there's oh directed by James Signorelli I think
0: uh, I'm guessing
1: And written by Sam Egan, John Paragon, and Cassandra Peterson.
0: Yeah, which, uh, she is funny as fuck.
1: Oh, it's great. This whole thing, look, most of Elvira's jokes can be summed up by this, and I'm not complaining, not even, like, in a pervy way. I have really big boobs. But it's hilarious, and oddly, for, like, jokes mainly centering around sex, oddly, like, wholesome, as far as that kind of stuff goes. I don't know how to describe it.
0: Well, yeah, well, it's, like, one of the jokes later in the movie, it's, like, um... Elvira hits her head and the one dude's like, how's your head? And she's like, well, I've never had any complaints. It's shit like that, where he's like, huh? And he's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, there's a
1: ton of corny jokes in that whole movie, the whole movie, and I freaking love the whole thing.
0: Oh, yeah, well, like you said, so many, like, 90% of the jokes are... Uh, my legs are amazing, I have great boobs, and, like, look how hot I am. But like you said, it's an hour and a half movie, you would think, okay, that's gonna work for, like, 20 minutes. But there's enough variety of the jokes, and it's not all about just that as well.
1: Oh, no, that's an exaggeration, but who's gonna argue? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Nobody!
0: Oh, fuck no, Cassandra Peterson, and then I remember the first time I ever saw her, like, without her, like, um elvira get up on and i'm like oh she's also a redhead like my redhead (laughs) radar went off being like i like you for some reason
1: when i met her she wasn't in the get up and it was so odd for a minute but like she'd do the voice and stuff but it was really strange talking to her because you can tell it's her but it's still slightly off you know what i mean
0: yeah because when she's not in her like whole like outfit she looks just like a normal lady
1: yeah so you want to get into this movie yes All right, so we have this cheesy monster movie, black and white monster movie playing, and she's doing her normal gig that she would do on her TV show, like hosting and talking about it and everything, and it cuts to her, and she said it looked like Gumby on steroids and show ends, and this is where we get introduced to possibly a candidate for worst character for next year's Throbbies, this TV executive guy.
0: Oh, yeah, well, I also love, real quick, like, she's like, um pleasant uh, unpleasant dreams or whatever to her like a sign off and immediately the weather map hits her in the face
1: i know it's like rolls right in
0: they're like we got to keep going like they these people are in such a tight schedule i do love the idea that
1: they would film mistress of the dark in the same studio as the news
0: oh yeah and then like it's they're like okay we have like no time left they're carrying her off like the set on the couch and like throwing her aside yeah but
1: this guy uh he's he's a big texan stereotype i'd say wouldn't you
0: oh yeah he looks like remember in plan nine the big like guy with the giant ass that picks up the girl it looks like him yeah
1: yeah good call yeah exactly like that and he's like they call me longhorn back home do you want to see why and like he's super creepy and pervy and doesn't he just like grab her boobs or something right from the get-go
0: well, yeah, I don't know if this is one, but, like, in one of these, when, like, she gets her boobs grabbed by, like, several perverts throughout this entire movie, and one of them's like, I want milk. Oh,
1: yeah, not creepy at all. No. Yeah, he does grab the boobs, and she high-heels his foot, like, slams her, like, stiletto through it. I don't know if that's actually what they're called. Shoe with point on it. And pushes him through the news desk while the news is on the air.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a table match.
1: Yes. <laughs> and... Then to, she goes, I don't need this job anyway, because she quits, because she has a Vegas show she's going to start doing. But she needs to finance it, like $50,000 to get the show off the ground. Which makes me think a Vegas show is a lot like a shitty punk show, where you have to rent the space that you're playing in.
0: Yeah, it's like, when that part of the movie never made a whole lot of sense to me, where it's like... If it's Vegas, they have all of the money. Why are they making her pony up 50 grand to be like, to allow her to play at this place?
1: Exactly. It's not like, she actually does the stage show for real at this one haunted house every year, not scary farm. And that thing sells out all the time. I don't think she had to pony up 50 grand to do it.
0: Oh, fuck no. I would pay close to that to see it.
1: I mean, I wouldn't pay 50 grand. Come on. but but still,
0: 49
1: yeah I'd probably yeah fifty bucks I'd probably show out. I'd complain about that's fifty bucks, but I would it would still be great, yeah, and then, right when she's in doing this learning about the fifty grand everything she gets a note about a dead aunt who she did not know by the way, my area I say aunt, I know it's aunt i don't I can't stop myself from saying it,
0: yeah, I always say aunt as well.
1: Her dead aunt, who she never met, died, and she gets to go for the inheritance. And I love the price is Right showcase dream.
0: Oh, and I love how she's like, "Wow, perfect timing, huh?" Yeah, not coincidental (laughs) at all. Yeah, oh yeah, but I love that of the yeah the game show like sequence where she's crying and then it's like, "You've won a new car!"
1: Oh, was she a car? Isn't there a sailboat? Something else
0: and money? (laughs) It just
1: starts raining cash from the ceiling.
0: Yeah, and she's, like, still, like, half, like, pretending that she's crying, but she's jumping up and down and, like, is super excited.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Elvira just jumps up and down a lot. That's one of the main recurring bits throughout this movie. Yeah. (laughs) And then we cut to, all my note says is, I want this car, and I know what this means. Because we cut to her, like, going out to get the inheritance and everything. She has to drive to Massachusetts. And her car is the coolest thing in the world.
0: Yeah, it's like a cool goth car.
1: Yeah, it's like the Elvira-mobile, I guess.
0: Yeah, where it has, like, I love how it's like a pentagram steering wheel and shit.
1: Yeah, it got the big black fins coming off the back and everything. Yeah. And then, this is where opening credits kick in, so there's a montage of her driving, pretty much. And in this montage, we get her picking up the hitchhiker, who is clearly an axe murderer, and she obviously freaks him out enough he runs away, and she goes, Oh, you forgot your axe! And throws it at him. You hear it hit him, and him scream and fall.
0: Yeah, I love, yeah, he gets in the car and he's all, like, weird and, like, creepy and, like, twitchy. And then two seconds later, he's, like, half naked and, like, running for his life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, by the way, there is a count of the dead in this movie. I did not count Hitchhiker Man because we do not know his fate. Right. So, yeah, he he dies. uh, The hot dog, infamous hot dog scene is Uh during this opening credits montage.
0: Yeah, where the immediate because I was a little hungry when I was watching this movie, and I saw her, she had like cheese fries, and I was like, oh cheese fries sound really good." Then she had a hot dog, and I'm like, "Oh man, a hot dog also sounds good." Then that happened, and I'm just like, "Hmm, this is gonna be like in Seinfeld when George Costanza got like sex and food, like hit the wires crossed, and so oh, whenever yeah. <laughs> he would eat, you'd get all like horny and whatnot."
1: Yeah, this posed a dilemma to me. I'm like, man,
0: I have to talk about this for like an hour on the podcast. How do I cover this movie
1: without sounding pervy the whole time?
0: Well, I have to, I was watching this and cousin was thinking the same kind of thing, but it's very tongue-in-cheek and Elvira, Cassandra Peterson wrote this movie, like co-wrote it, so she knows what it is. It's not like we're sitting there just being like, oh my God, look at her tits, <laughs> uh, uh, the hot dog. You know what I wish that hot dog was, right, Greg? Uh, You know?
1: A burger, because always go burger over hot dog.
0: Well, yeah, over at a a barbecue or whatever, exactly.
1: Yeah. Also, real quick, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, because I think the Elvira character is awesome, and I love that a lot of people, like, when you see the horror host that didn't quite make it, you know what I mean, but did some local news thing and, like, never took off, it's always the same thing. It's, I'm over-the-top gothic scary, which... She included all the cheesy, scary stuff into it, but then, like, the twist, I think, of, like, the Valley Girl personality on top of that is what really made her stand out compared to a lot of those other ones.
0: Yeah, it's a very, yeah, it's a gothy Valley Girl kind of thing where she loves, like, she loves slash hates these movies and makes fun of them, but she's also super into them, it seems. Well, look at the three that we mentioned already. You Look at Elvira, Joe Bob, and Sven Gulli. Sven Gulli, is, like, he wears
1: the makeup and creepy stuff, but, like, he's very high-pitched like this. Like, you can't just be, Now we're going to watch the next scary movie.
0: And Joe Bob's just a cowboy. Yeah, Joe Bob's just, like, a redneck cowboy who, like, does these movies at the trailer park.
1: Yeah, so, like, I love, like, all three of these especially added their own little twist to it and really made it stand out compared to, oh, I'm scary. That's my gimmick
0: or even Zachary, who like started like is one of the very first horror hosts where he was very like dark and gothic but he would tell jokes and his voice was also like it was the voice of Elmer, you know, it's very weird.
1: Hi, Brian.
0: Hi.
1: <laughs> not Elmer. Oh, that's an old episode. We already did that. But yes, we got
0: She arrives
1: in town, and right when she gets there, her car breaks down. When I say her car breaks down, her hood explodes off of the car.
0: Yeah, which, uh, Razor Rob, if you're listening, what mechanical issue would cause that to happen?
1: (laughs) And so she gets a motel room, and we're introduced to the character that is the best at playing, like, the nosy bitchy neighbor in anything she's been in. I forget her name, but she plays Chastity Pariah in this movie. And she's honestly great in that role in all the different movies I've seen her in.
0: Oh yeah, she always plays about the same character, but she does it so well and she's so funny. Oh yeah, you hate her but in a good
1: way. She's like a Dolores Umbridge type. Like you just despise her the whole time.
0: Well because Elvira walk comes walking in and we've come to find out this is like one of like the most like puritanical like towns. In America. it's the footloose town yeah where it's like no dancing um you're showing your ankle how dare you you know no
1: alcohol served after eight which i want to talk on that for a minute isn't that kind of worse so everyone's got to get their drinking in during the day
0: yeah so everyone's day drinking and they're passed out by like 9 p.m
1: yeah i don't see how that's actually a great idea
0: No, have it be from like, yeah, like normal hours where it's like, you know, midnight and you're finally going home. Not it's, you know, 4 p.m. and you're like, I got to fucking down this bottle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, people are cutting out of work early to get to the bars while they're still allowed to drink.
0: They're just going out to their cars and there's like a kegerator in their trunk. Yeah, they've
1: accidentally created
0: a town full of alcoholics.
1: By the way, I forgot during the whole driving montage, the gas station stop.
0: Oh, yeah, where it's the guy, he's, like, picking his nose, he's farting, he's, like, scratching himself, he could not be more disgusting. The,
1: the soggy listener was like, country fried steak, country fried steak, just over and over, I love, like, this little podunk gas station that they've created for this movie.
0: And he's almost like a uh, like a redneck version of Randall, because he's just, like, looking at, like, porn. Where, like, he puts the magazine down, and it's just, like, a VAD shot.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's not... It's censored, though, I think. It's not just a straight up. It's not like Clerks. It's no,
0: it's not where it's closed. like, you can see her kidneys.
1: Yeah. Um. I The reason I want to bring him up is because she says, those will kill you about the cigarettes. And then she drives away after, sh- like, in Humanoids from the Deep, she left the gas running on the ground. And there's an explosion. And that guy, I'm just saying, is dead. Oh, yeah. He has to be. So... Look, lower count of the dead movie, but I did have to make sure that I mentioned it.
0: Yes. um, And it's so weird how she's just like, huh, this kind of shit happens to me. Yeah, which, by the events of this movie, she's right. Oh, by the end of this movie. I mean, I know we'll get there, but it's just like, this is what it's come to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, when she gets into town, we talked about, like, she runs into Chassie Pariah. I don't think you'll fit in here. You don't even fit in that dress. <laughs> the angry motel lady who switches the sign to no vacancy right away, but thankfully the either teenager or husband lets her have the room.
0: The, the husband, because uh, her his wife or whatever is like, oh no, there's no vacancy, and he goes, yes there is, there's one room left, I'll show you the room.
1: That's right. And then she goes to the only fun place that the girl who works there, the teenager, tells her the bowling alley, and that's where we find no alcohol served past eight. This is not the town for Elvira.
0: Well, is it, no? because I th- it might be no hard alcohol, because she wants, like, a martini or, like, a mixed drink. She wants a Bloody Mary. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But everyone else in the bar is drinking beer. Or maybe it's right after eight and they already ordered before. Yeah, like, everyone, like, r- immediately runs up and buys, like, five beers at once.
1: Yeah. At the bowling alley, two guys, like we said with the beer, start hitting on her and being really creepy, and she pours beer onto their crotch. And there is almost a bowling heli fight, which I love. She uses the knife for the first time.
0: Yeah, because she has this tiny little dagger in her, like, belt that she never uses, but it's cool looking. And then she, like, stabs the guy, and he's like, I've been stabbed! And she's like, haha, fake knife.
1: <laughs> and then we are introduced to Bob, who is runs the movie theater in town, kind of saves her from these two angry redneck guys who look like they piss themselves now.
0: He's a hunk-a-hunk-a-burning man. He is a piece of man. Like, he is so muscular, like... He's sculpted by the gods themselves. He is, and it's so funny with his character, because he's this big muscular guy, but he's, like, running the movie theater. He's super awkward. He's acting like a middle schooler on his, like, first date most of the movie. Yeah,
1: and the movie theater is only allowed to show G-rated movies.
0: Yeah, which there's that great movie theater gag later. I can't wait to get it. Oh, that's to. my
1: favorite. That's my favorite one. Um, also people we meet during this, we meet Patty, who is the rather tall woman who doesn't like Elvira, and she has enormous she also has giant boobs, but that's a gag for later on.
0: Yeah, well I love how it's like they're doing like a showdown almost of it's like the wild west like Duh-da! Duh-da! <laughs> Boats with boobs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The ecstasy of gold just starts playing in the background. Yeah. So, yeah, we meet Bob. He's only allowed to show G rated movies at the theater. And then the next day, we cut to the will reading.
0: Yeah, this this is the real one, not the fake price is right one that was funny.
1: Yeah. Now, if I read every one line or Elvira said we will be here for three hours, but I do like, sorry, I'm late, but so is my aunt.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, because that's another thing that just keeps driving this movie forward. Is her sort of like little one-liners she just throw out there. Where almost like sometimes you're like, wait a minute, what's she saying? It takes you a second, then you laugh.
1: Yeah. The what do they? They have what three other people there? It's her, her uncle Vincent, Uncle Vinny, and the driver and the groundskeeper or something like that. The help.
0: Yeah, the help though of the aunt.
1: Yeah, and what, they each get, like, five grand or something, both of those two, it's like, man, five grand just for the help? She must have been
0: loaded! Yeah, I love the, like, poor, like, el- she's like an elderly, like, maid, it looks like, and she just starts weeping immediately, just like, and for your years of help, here's five thousand dollars, and she's just like, oh, my life! I gotta ask you, is this
1: what it's really like? I- I've never been to one, so, oh. like... I wonder if, like, is this just a movie thing, or do they really do stuff like this?
0: I've always wondered that as well. Is like, do they gather the entire family in and tell everyone in front of everyone, like, what each person is getting? You would think that would be, like, a private thing.
1: Now, we both might be stupid, and maybe that's exactly what it's like, but I've never had to attend one. I'm not
0: sure. Me neither. I've never had anyone die that, like, gave me anything.
1: Yeah, or like, the people I knew who died didn't have, like, estates and mansions or anything. You know what I mean? Like, nothing like
0: that. Well, I mean, that's not... I did get some VHS tapes from my grandfather when he died.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, I got something like that. Like, little things. I don't think it was anything official. You know what I mean?
0: And, Brett, I will will these VHS tapes to you. Because you're the only fucking person that will care about these.
1: (laughs) Like we said, both the help get some money. And Elvira gets the house. The Poodle, Algonquin, and the Book of Recipes, Vincent gets nothing!
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is, it's, um, I was like, oh, tough luck, I guess you guys didn't like each other, it was something like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's cruel the way she puts it, She's cold, she doesn't like this guy. For Vincent, I leave absolutely nothing, it might have just said, I hate you!
0: Yeah, which I guess they've been living in the, they're like arch enemies i guess and they've been living in this town just waiting for this eclipse to happen i guess so
1: or like he's been waiting for her to die to get the book and needs the eclipse i don't know it's an elvira movie come on
0: <laughs> i would love a prequel of just like every few years these two have like a wizard battle in like the time to- the town square and they're like oh no it's happening again
1: so they're gonna make a prequel movie to elvira with no elvira in it yeah That that would sell great.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't be great. Maybe a short. Do like a 20-minute thing.
1: I'll take the short.
0: Did you also catch the last name of the family?
1: No, I don't think I did. What was
0: it? Uh, Talbot. That's
1: Talbot. I know Talbot.
0: Um, Larry Talbot is the Wolfman Lon Chaney Jr.
1: Oh, no shit. That's awesome.
0: Of which, every time they said Talbot, because I love Lon Chaney Jr. and those Wolfman movies. Like... I don't know. Like I absolutely love Bela Lugosi and I love Boris Karloff, but Lon Chaney Jr. I felt was consistently always great in whatever he did.
1: I think I was honestly thinking of another Talbot because I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. Oh, um, that's cool.
0: Maybe do you know? Uh, do you watch hockey? Maybe it's Maxime Talbot you're thinking of.
1: I uh, not He's really. know I once in a while. Maybe that's it. But anyway, so she gets the house, the dog, and the book of recipes. On the way home, Vincent stops in his car, has his driver stop and talks to her and says he'd really love the book of recipes, and he'll pay her, let's say, $50 for the book when she finds it. If she doesn't want it, it's sentimental. Pull something like that. Look, I don't care who you are. That makes the red light go off in your head when someone finds you and randomly offers to buy something that you think is worthless.
0: Well, yeah, and I also love where it's, like, there's that, um, I forget what her name is. She's another one of those character actresses where it's, like, you see her in a lot of shit. Like, the, uh, redhead lady that's, like, she talks like this. The mean
1: lady in the town? Yeah. Uh, Chastity Pariah.
0: Yeah, I love she goes walking by as soon as Elvira's going, like, 50 bucks? Hell, I'll do anything for 50 bucks.
1: Oh, lean it into the car, too, when it stopped. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Her, like, <laughs> legs all, like, her legs at, like, a bend, so it's, like, showing through the slit of her dress. Like, yeah, it's 100% like, oh, my God, she's a hooker. <laughs> but
1: she says, yeah, she'll do it, but she doesn't know where the book is. She'll have to find it. She gets to the house, and it's a haunted house.
0: Yeah, Well, not like really, but it looks like it,
1: yeah. Yeah, 100%. And so she gets in there, everything's all covered up. And the dog, I guess, has just been chilling at the house the whole time.
0: Yeah, which, how long has this aunt been dead where this dog is, like, just taking care of itself?
1: It makes me think of that one Texas Chainsaw movie, uh, 3D from 2013. How long was Leatherface in the house by himself, locked in a room?
0: Grandma, I'm hungry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's, like, I wonder about the dog. And so she gets in the house, the poodle, and she gives Algonquin a makeover, all punk rock doggy now, and changes his name to just to Gonk.
0: Yeah, which I love Gonk. Gonk is badass.
1: I know, I do too. It makes me so sad when I watch all these old movies with the dog. I'm like, oh, that dog can't be around anymore.
0: Oh, don't make me think about that. I always go, like, oh, he's a cute little puppy, and isn't he well trained how he does all those little tricks? I don't want to think about dead <laughs> Gonk.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Gonk might still be around. It's magic yes. dog.
0: From 1988. Yeah, yeah, he definitely is.
1: Yes. And so the boys from earlier are like, peeping Toms into the house and everything that night, and she's doing, like, the sexy changing thing behind, what are these things I see in every old-timey movie, and then some current ones, too, where it's, like, a stand-up, almost see-through thing, and... You go and change all sexy-like behind it so you can see the outline of your body and you come out. What is this thing and why do people have it?
0: Is it like a wardrobe or something?
1: No, wardrobe's like the cabinet. Like, okay. you know what I mean? It's just like that stand-up, yeah. almost like sheet thing that people change behind. Like is it just done for world. movies?
0: Was it ever real? It seems like it was real in like the 1800s. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so I love it because the boys are watching, they're taking pictures, and then she scares them with her face mask. Not a mask, like, I mean, like, what am I saying here, mask. Yes, like, cream you would put on your face.
0: Right. Yeah, and I love, it's like, and it's, she there also, it's a weird scene, because, like, it's these three boys who are, like, perving through the window on her, but it's done in a, like, 80s, like, porky style, where it's just like, oh, those youngsters, and then they're like, We're co- we heard that you needed help fixing up your house, and she's like, yeah, well, maybe come back tomorrow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it just shuts the window. No harm, no foul type deal. Yeah, it's weird. Peeping toms in eighties movies were treated like an oh shucks type thing.
0: Well, that and like later on, there's like a panty raid, and even that was always treated like oh those guys. You know, it's like <laughs> nowadays they'd be in jail.
1: <laughs> yeah, rightfully so. To be honest, that is weird. Yeah,
0: yeah. Re- yeah.
1: <laughs> also, dur- during that day before all that went on, Uncle Vinny, as she has named him, comes over for the book, but it's missing because Gong hit it
0: yeah a very good dog did a cute little trick and i went oh look at him and he hit the book so that night
1: when she sleeping, and she hears this creepy voice calling out to her while she's sleeping and we see this terrifying dead lady ghost thing like which i wasn't expecting in this movie and then she wakes up
0: it's like a nightmare kind of like dream sequence when like the bed is all done up her hair is like perfect even though for some re- like for some reason even though she's sleeping
1: oh yeah it's all spread out real like album cover looking like all scary
0: yeah and then when she wakes up like she's back and like the uh she has like a just like a ratty t-shirt on and she's like there's still the cobwebs everywhere and she like coughs up dust almost and she's like <laughs> oh shit
1: <laughs> so what the next morning all those boys do come back right away and we get the let's fix up the house montage that every 80s movie has
0: yeah if it's an 80s movie it's it's gotta have a montage <laughs> yes
1: um we get the trailer line of more kids showing up sure grab a tool and start banging As she's wearing like the weird leg cut out outfit that was a trailer line i remember
0: yeah and she's like yeah it's and i love the one guy is like because now teenage boys keep showing up to help elvira because it's elvira and girls
1: because cool new girl yeah
0: I love how the one guy is, like, getting, like, he's taking money from other guys to be like, okay, pay me, and then you can go help Elvira.
1: That is a smart
0: businessman right there. Oh, yeah, that's Walt Flanagan when he was, like, a teenager.
1: Yes. So, all the town's kids are there helping, and the house, when we get the reveal, is painted just awful. (laughs) It's like every color was just (laughs) splashed on it, and she loves
0: it. Because like, you could, it's definitely where it's like nobody was paying attention to what they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I love where it's like, yeah, she comes out with like the lemonade, and everyone's doing that like doesn't look so good kind of face, and she turns around and drops the lemonade. She's like, oh my god, and everyone's freezes. It's like the uh oh, and then she's like, I love it, and they're all like, yay! Now let's go inside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we get this morality meeting next, which is the. This town has a morality council. It's led by the main character we've talked about and a few others. There's like maybe six of them total. I want to point out why do they all have name tags at their desk? There's six of them. You can't remember five
0: other people who you're on the same team (laughs) with name? I could see these people being so douchey they want to be like super official and being like, well, if we're going to do this meeting, we need to have name tags.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong. That seems in line. and. So they determined that any students found with that floozy will be expelled because the principal's on this council.
0: Which how? Like what does she what has she done? If anything, she's organized the kids together and they worked on this amazing project and accomplished something. She's a bad influence. What do they say? Um
1: listening to that awful jungle music.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which I forget what something someone else says something about, like uh, she's not wearing enough clothes for, like, a titmouse to not catch a cold or something. Like Yes.
1: <laughs> so next we get re- the realtors at her house, like, looking around to make, to sell it, and he also makes the moves on her, and she literally throws him out and Gonk chases him away. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't look like this house is gonna sell, so she's looking for a job to make money, and this is where all the morality people are really like, uh-oh. That means she's going to be here for a while.
0: Well, then I love it. It's the montage of them all calling each other, being like, she's looking for a job. She's going to stay. And everyone has their hair and curlers. Yes.
1: (laughs) Late 80s. Um, During this, by the way, Vinny's goons, like, I think they're the two guys from the bowling alley, too.
0: Yeah, they are.
1: Okay. They're searching the house for the book, but they are chased away by Gong, who appears much larger at the top of the stairs.
0: Yeah, he looks like a pit bull, which we find out later he can transform. Which,
1: by the way, they're like, if you're talking, no dog breed I don't think is aggressive. But poodles are legit strong and can mess you up if they're mad. Like, I know they're played off as, like, the pretty, like, nice, well-groomed dog, but those things can get vicious if they want to.
0: Oh, yeah, I would be, like, much more scared around, like, a chihuahua or, like, a poodle than, like, a pit bull. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look at you, buddy. Look at your giant (laughs) head. There's like one chihuahua I've ever met that I actually like, and that's yours. (laughs) Alfred, yeah. Yeah. Alfred's awesome. Yeah, he can be cranky, though. Yeah, I remember the first time I went over, you're like, I don't think he's going to like you. He immediately loved me.
1: That's when he was new and he was still really nervous with some people. It was weird. He'd pick and choose who he liked. But, so, Vinny's to search the house, chased away by Gonk, and this is where we get what has to be legitimately my favorite joke in this whole movie, full of jokes, which is the, where she's arguing with, what was his name, Bob? Oh, I don't know. The theater guy? Uh, yes. Okay, so she's talking to Bob, and she tells him that matinee is spelled wrong on the marquee. Which it is not, it is spelled right. But she goes, I work in show business. I think I know what I'm talking about. And she crawls up to go fix it. And she takes away the other E. And there was like some duck movie playing, but that was taken away. Like, I think it was like How to Duck Call or something like that. Yeah,
0: something like that, yeah.
1: And her hand is covering the bottom part of the E and she almost falls. And so it just looks like an F and puts over the D. So it looks like it's saying, How to fuck. And it's right when the lady, the chastity pariah comes walking out and sees her holding up that sign out of fuck and she passes out.
0: Yeah, look, she's like, oh, yeah. And then she like, yeah, faints. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lots of pearl clutching in this movie. Yeah. Vincent goes to this weird lair, like we cut to him, like in his room, like, cause he's looking at her from out a window somewhere. And in his lair, there's all these candles and statues and it's definitely like, oh, he's either, like, a cult or a vampire or, you know, something weird.
0: Yeah, it's says, like, randomly he's, like, in a satanic temple.
1: Yeah, and he starts chanting some curse type deal. And, honestly, this movie is almost broken into two halves. And they're not, it's not, like, a hard break. But it's the whole beginning of Elvira and the town witty jokes and stuffy people. And then... Elvira has this long family history and there's evil people and she finds this magic power. It's like two separate movies put into one.
0: I remember the first time watching this and I was like, how are they going to end this? What's actually going to be the thing? And then when I saw what it was, I was like, okay, actually I'm fine with that.
1: What's next? This is where she goes to the diner to tell the kids she's hosting a movie at the theater and she describes it the way me and you have described a lot of movies we reviewed. It's terrible! It's the worst! You gotta see it!
0: Yeah, but yeah, she's super excited, and she's saying this like it's like positive things about the movie. Like, this is going to make you want to watch it. It's the worst movie ever made, you know? Yeah, which, I mean, we did Plan 9, and we love that movie,
1: and that's often considered that.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a 10 out of 10 movie for me.
1: (laughs) Um, The kids aren't allowed to hang out with her, though, due to fear of expulsion, remember, and she guilt trips the kids into coming basically by saying she's going to kill herself.
0: Yeah, I love well, I love the one line where she's like, I guess I'll go home and hang myself in the oven. <laughs> that is what she said. <laughs> and then, yeah, she's just throwing like a temper tantrum. She's like wailing at the bar. She's like, Aah! I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and then finally the uh, one girl who's like from the very beginning at the motel is like, I don't know about you guys, but I am on Team Elvira. I'll help, you know, like.
1: Yeah, then the whole montage of them all slowly, like, rising up. Yeah, we'll all come to the movies. And then we get another standard for late 80s and 90s movies, the kids sneaking out montage.
0: Yeah, set to the music. And it's, like, also, like, oh, virus getting ready. It's all the kids sneaking out. You know, it's, it's really cool. I like how, like, atmospheric this movie is.
1: Yeah, also when they're at the diner, that Patty lady overheard the plan. So she basically carries her. She swaps out the bucket because she has this idea where she's going to do a performance at the end. And she's going to dump golden glitter all over herself.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm going to rip off. I mean, I'm going to draw a. Uh, what, I forget how she put it, Um, homage to Flashdance.
1: <laughs> yes um but so she swaps out the bucket with something. The movie looks like it's a great time honestly. If you could go to a live movie with Elvira narrating Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, it would be an amazing day.
0: Oh, I was going to ask you if you recognize what movie that was.
1: Oh, 100. How could you not know what movie this yeah. is? Yeah.
0: But yeah, I love how yeah, she's just on like the sofa with like a boombox and a microphone just making fun of the the entire time. This would be such an amazing like thing to see.
1: Oh, yeah, it looks like it'll legit be a great time, which makes me excited for that new special. Oh, yeah. Then, after the movie ends, we get... I, I won't lie, I'm not complaining about it, but this seems very out of place, but whatever, because we get the maniac on a floor dance and the whole performance, which seems weird to perform to a bunch of teenagers.
0: Yeah, and like you said, it's because she's almost like, okay, now I'm going to do my end act. And, yeah, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's doing flash dance, which I love how she has, like, the, um like, ankle warmers on.
1: Yeah, but still look, like, spooky.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but like you said, it's very weird and out of place, and especially in front of, like, a bunch of teenagers, but the guys are loving it. Of course. The girls seem to like it, too.
1: Uh, Her one friend, who's now occasionally dabbling in makeup due to her influence.
0: Yeah, she actually uh, did her hair up and whatnot now.
1: But then when she goes to do the pool for the bucket, a bunch of tar comes out and feathers instead of the glitter.
0: Which... Could you imagine, if I was Bob, I'd be like, you are not dumping glitter all over my stage. Like, "You thank you for all the help you've done, but you know how long it's going to take me to clean this up? And I'm going to be sparkly for years now.
1: Well, I mean, it's a movie theater, though, so it's not like he has to care too much about the top of it.
0: Well, and it's also an 80s movie theater, so you know there's probably layer upon layer of just sticky gunk.
1: Yeah, they uh, no one cares about cleaning it up. I do wish, like, they would have had, like... A little bit more of the Carrie joke. Like, have a door slam shut and have her, like, see her or something like that.
0: Well, it's been a little while since I've watched this movie, and at first I was like, oh, I wonder if it's gonna be, like, red paint or something, and it's gonna be, like, a Carrie-type thing. But then yeah. I thought it was, like, the torn feather. I was like, oh, okay, that's also, like, classic.
1: Yeah. What, that night... Elvira and Bob are hanging out after Elvira got out of the tub.
0: She's taking a bath in gasoline to get the tar off of her, where she comes downstairs and Bob's like, what perfume are you wearing? And she's like, unleaded. (laughs) Don't smoke. (laughs) When did this stop happening? Because
1: the national anthem's playing on TV, which means programming is done for the night. When did that
0: stop? I thought that stopped in the 70s. No, I do know it went into the 80s, but like, Was it pretty much completely wiped out by the end of the 80s? I would have to say so, because into the 90s, you're getting into, like, satellite television and shit being on, like, 24-7. Well,
1: and then the infomercial age. Remember, like, where it was too late or too early, just be infomercials the whole time.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember being in, like, middle school and whatnot, and I would fall asleep with the TV on. And this is way later after this, but you'd wake up at, like, 4 in the morning after watching Comedy Central, and there'd be the Girls Gone Wild, like, infomercial going on, and they're like, these girls are crazy!
1: Yeah, your options at night were Headbangers Ball, or Girls Gone Wild, or, like, Slap Chop ads. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so the two kids go home that were there, like, our main kids that were hanging out with them, they were the VIP kids, the rest had to go home after the show.
0: Yeah, they got the VIP uh, thing where they got to go back to Elvira's house, and then she immediately disappears. (laughs) Yeah. Which also, there's um, Bob and Elvira sitting around drinking beer, and I love the little thing of, like, the beer can just says beer on it.
1: I do, too. I pointed that out because Anna was watching this with me, and I said I love, like, old movies when it just says beer.
0: Which my dad and I um, both collect beer cans. And back in the day, like 70s and 80s, there was a generic beer that was just called beer. It was a white can, and in black lettering, it said beer on it. Oh, there you go. Which is weird, though, that they use that, because didn't she have, like, a beer sponsorship ad for a while? Well, I know she did in the 90s. I think she had one with, like, Budweiser.
1: Oh, uh, okay, so that hadn't happened yet. Because I'm like, why wouldn't they just
0: use that beer? I don't think it had happened yet.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because I I was wondering about that watching this. Um, Bob is the most nervous man in the world, though, in this moment.
0: Oh, yeah, because it's very... Well, this is going back to where it's like he's a middle schooler on his first date. Where he's just like, oh, my God, there's a girl near me. Like, I better not touch her hand. I better apologize.
1: Yeah, he almost looks like he's getting ready to leave. And she switches to, I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. But, oh, she'll make something here. And she finds her aunt's recipe book which is not regular food recipe but she thinks it is
0: yeah and i love how she's going through like making like this quote-unquote recipe where she's like uh, one of the words kind of looks like casserole and she's like okay i'll go with that and then she makes everything like she makes the entire thing out of ingredients out of the cupboard she never once opens the fridge
1: i don't imagine too many spells like need refrigerated items but yeah you're right and also don't you think you notice hey worms don't go
0: in m- most food yeah the very first ingredient is worms but i guess it's like oh it's ovira she's spooky you know
1: yeah true and then so like at dinner is served they sit down at the table and she opens the lid off the casserole dish and i won't lie this monster rules the casserole is alive and like a scary dinosaur slimy thing
0: Oh, yeah, it looks awesome, even still today. Oh, yeah, it
1: holds up well. It's literally, like, puppeteered from someone under the table or something, but it's really cool. And they try to kill it. They take it into the kitchen, and they end up getting rid of it with the garbage disposal.
0: Yeah, real quick, too, I love when, like, she was making the dish. She's like, okay, well, it's done, but it doesn't look very good, so she just puts string cheese and potato chips on it. And then she's like, there we go.
1: Not string cheese. The canned aerosol cheese stuff that's amazing. Oh, Cheese Whiz. Yes. But so the dog takes the book then, because they're like, what was in that book? And they chase him into the attic, and we get all this weird stuff, because they open the spooky trunk, which has bones, a shrunken head, and a letter to Elvira.
0: Yeah, where I love it's like Elvira picks up the shrunken head, like, I thought I dated this guy before. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so what goes on here? Is this where they read the letter?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, there's a letter for Elvira in this trunk in the attic.
1: Yeah, and so we get the backstory on her. Her mother was a mistress of the dark, and so she is the mistress of the dark now, and Vincent is evil. That's pretty much all you need. They put her up for adoption to hide her from Vincent, am I correct?
0: Yeah, they put her up for adoption to, like, say, like, protect her, kind of. I love how baby Elvira is still decked out in makeup.
1: Baby Elvira is the funniest fucking thing in the world. I laugh so hard every time, because I always forget it each time I watch this movie, because it's not something I usually think about, and then I see it, I laugh again like it's the first time I'm seeing it.
0: It's so fucking funny, because her hair's done up, she has all the makeup, she's in like a tiny little like outfit, like... <laughs>
1: So what happens she realizes she's magic, and this book is a spell book, and she tries to do the money spell, and a random, like, boa constrictor appears, and then catches on fire.
0: Yeah, where one of the spells has, like, moolah in the title. She's like, yeah, that's what I want. Tons of moolah! (laughs) Yeah, because the
1: casserole one went so well.
0: Yeah, it's like, pay a little bit more attention, but I love how, like, yeah, everything goes dark, and she thinks it's Bob, because all of a sudden she's like, oh, oh, Bob... Oh, wow. And then there's a giant snake in her hand, and it's like a great little psych gag. And not Bob's giant snake, either. No, unfortunately. Not yet. <laughs> I've, I was going through this whole movie thinking that they would never hook up, and it would just be like, she leaves, and it's like, I'll come back one day. But I'm glad they threw it in there. It was like, oh, Vira finally fucks Bob, after trying for, like, days and days of trying. Do they? Yeah, because the Well, it kind of shows where, like, she pulls them in to kiss her, and, like, her legs go up in the air.
1: Uh, Okay, the old, like, yeah, the old, like, funny version of, oh, these two are about to hook up.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, Okay, I remember now. So, next we get this Morality Council community picnic, and it is the most boring local festival type thing. Everyone's been to one of these type things. Not a morality one, but some, you know, thing like this.
0: Yeah, it's the town, it's like a nothing town, and this is their once one time a year they have a festival that everyone goes to and sits around and is bored together.
1: Yes, but she made what she thought was the same dish that she made for her and Bob, and she's gonna prank all of them with it, and when they open it, it's not that at all, it's just a regular, like, dip and she's all pissed that it didn't work but basically what this is is like a love potion or something like that she basically mollies these people is what she does
0: yeah because well she's like i, I probably shouldn't have uh substituted that one thing out for hamburger helper
1: yeah but when these people get all like loose and wild is kind of hilarious i love this scene
0: oh it's so we're like they all start like Getting naked, like Chastity Pariah is like rubbing all over herself. And then I love when she walks, there's a guy laying on the ground, and she just walks over and she says something like, Can I have a seat? And she literally just does sit on his face. <laughs> <laughs> this is seat taken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's this old dude like with mustard on his ear and an
1: old lady like eating it off of his ear.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> That, those were the um, hotel people that were doing that. And oh, then, yeah. <laughs> they're all, like, fighting over the bowl because they're trying to, like, lick the last little bit out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and
1: uh, Vincent is creeping around and realizes what's going on because he knows about the book and stuff. She realized she used the book. She knows where it is. But a fight goes on because Patty sees Bob and's all horned up and trying to get Bob. Elvira punches her out. Uh, This is where we find out, and I just realized why her name's Patty. Uh, oh, Her boobs yeah. are not giant because it's a very padded bra. That's all. It's a giant joke that, that they were never like that. And I guess Elvira wins? Is that the context?
0: Yeah, because Patty uh, doesn't have any boobs. So uh, oh, Elvira I see.
1: wins. Uh, So like the whole standoff at the beginning now goes to Elvira. Yeah. Well, because uh, gotcha. it
0: was. It was a stick off, but with breasts. Uh, I see but yeah i love uh, that's another one of these weird name things of like patty it's like really
1: yeah i didn't catch that one until now i am saying it out loud I'm, oh okay
0: well like you said how many times do you not notice that until we're doing this podcast and you're like oh brian you know uh, usually go, oh god damn it it's like oh <laughs> fuck you <laughs>
1: um so there's the morality council meeting that night and they're all mad and accusing each other of being immoral it's kind of funny but vincent shows up and has looked through the town's old law books and tells them all it was elvira's fault and she can be arrested for witchcraft
0: yeah for some reason the salem witch trial like laws are still on the in the law books of this town they never got like taken out
1: they did establish it's in massachusetts though at least
0: Oh, that's right, yeah, Salem, Massachusetts, I guess that makes, yeah. Yeah. Because for some reason, through how, like, puritanical they are and stuff, I always picture this as a southern town. Yeah, you'd think so, but no.
1: yeah, they, I think they went the Salem route without actually making it Salem. Okay. So she's arrested, and she tells Bob, when she's in jail, to go get the book, and so he goes to do that. I love, like, that Gonk is in prison with her, she goes... Why are you mad? You're not the one getting burned alive. And she looks out, and they're making her, like, pyre, and then one tiny one for the dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, sorry, it's a great fucking, there's so many great little visual gags like that.
1: <laughs> um, Bob's at the house, but he's attacked by Vincent and his goons, and they get the book. Um, Gonk turns into a rat, gets away, there's just a bunch of little things you gotta run through here. You stop me, if anything worth stopping at. Right. I don't know why this scene's even in here, but the kids are trying to break her out of prison, but they break into the wrong cell and just fall in and basically (laughs) imprison themselves.
0: Well, it's just another funny, like, sight gag, where it's just like, waka waka! It's like, they're trying to help, but they fucked up.
1: (laughs) Bob is saved by Gonk, and then we get the whole, this is the execution time? This town is cold, because there's Girl Scouts roasting marshmallows on the fire, everyone's cheering as they bring her out. Uh, the cop offers her a cigarette. Do you smoke? I guess we'll find out.
0: Yeah. And I love how like uh, chastity is like later on. She's like, we should do one of these every year. <laughs> yeah, this town is evil.
1: But then she has a flashback, remembers a letter that she carries the power with you and she causes a thunderstorm and puts out the fire. No one was burned alive today.
0: Yeah, she kind of does a He-Man type thing, but with a ring. Yeah, and the town
1: goes running like, obviously terrified, because she just summoned a thunderstorm.
0: Yeah, and this is, um, and this is the Vincent versus O'Vira shit starts now, right?
1: Yeah, just about to, because the morality people run into Vincent, they're like, Vincent, you had to do something, and he turns them into pigs.
0: Yeah, that is so fucking funny. Like, it's another just re- really quick little funny, like, throwaway thing, where he even says something about, like, you on you fucking swine, or something like that, and then
1: yeah <laughs> um so if i run bob run into vincent he knocks out bob pretty much right away and she goes to use the ring and i don't know what happens here but she does it wrong i guess it just kind of floats over to vincent
0: yeah it's like she goes to use it and like it flies off her finger but it doesn't just hit the ground it's immediately just on his finger and he's just like oh it's fucking sweet i got another magical thing now thanks yeah
1: thanks um by the way vincent is like full like zombie evil looking at this point
0: yeah very like yeah it's a war, like a warlock looking like he kind of looks like the guy from spoopy's like the weird dude <laughs> yeah, he, you're
1: right this is the part where we get to qualify for our for our podcast
0: yeah we're like yeah this is a weird one to cover until it kind of well it makes sense because Ovi was a horror host yeah and once it gets to this point it's like a witchcraft movie so that counts. Yes. And there are deaths.
1: Vincent got the ring, she rightfully runs away, and I love because she runs into a store and steps out just in full Rambo getup, complete with a bazooka.
0: And the headband.
1: Yeah, that, like, why? I guess Rambo was really big right around here, wasn't he?
0: Well, yeah, this is 88, so yeah, this is like, probably like, First Blood Part 2 has come out by now, and...
1: You know my rage on that. I think I've talked about. It. I hate this called First Blood Part Two. Why didn't they call it Second Blood? Writes itself, but that's a rant for another time.
0: Yeah, it's really stupid. <laughs>
1: but yeah, so she comes out all rabble, like you said, headband and everything, and just shoots him with the bazooka, but it does nothing.
0: Well, and it also kind of reminded me of my neighbor from like a couple weeks ago when he was just standing <laughs> in the middle of the road with a red headband on, shooting a bow and arrow at his house.
1: I told you, you sent me that video. I said, if I was coming to your house today and I saw that in the middle of the road, I'm driving back home.
0: Because there were so many people that drove by them and then were like, they would stop and talk to them. And then it would almost be like, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like. Rightfully so.
1: Rightfully so, Brett.
0: Yeah, this is my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But the bazooka didn't do anything, so we get the chase, uh, the graveyard chase, and she throws her shoe, like the heel, into his head, and it just kind of sticks there, and she's stuck in the graveyard, and we get the iconic scene of her breaking out of the locked graveyard with her boobs.
0: Yeah, it's that classic gif you see all the time of, yeah, Elvira's breasts break through like a chain, like a, a chain with a lock on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she gets back to her house, and... One of Vincent's goons there, and she attacks it with, like, a leech monster thing from a jar?
0: Yeah, well, he, uh, they threw leeches on the face, and I don't get where, like, yeah, leeches aren't great, but it's not gonna immediately kill you.
1: Yeah, I didn't count that as a kill either, because he just ran outside and yelled, so I don't think he died.
0: But even, like, the screaming and whatnot, like, you saw Stand By Me, right? Yeah. Where that kid had a leech on his balls... And he passes out, but it's not like he's sitting there like, ah, ah! It's not like it's in pain. Yeah, you usually, have like, a leech.
1: The problem with leeches is people don't realize they're on them at first. Yeah, they're sneaky.
0: Yeah, so, like, it's not like it's excruciating pain. Well, this also goes back to, like, Leech Woman from Puppet Master.
1: Oh, yeah, I could go on for, like, an hour why this makes no sense.
0: Which, yeah, leeches are creepy and, like, I don't like them. And I kind of get what they're going for with like, oh, they're ooey gooey and they suck blood, but it's also like, yeah, but it's a fucking leech.
1: Yeah, I'd scream, but more from being grossed out. Like I wouldn't I'd, be in pain.
0: I'd be like, oh fuck, you know, like yeah, get that away from me. What the fuck are you doing?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vincent's hand like reaches through a, a wall to get her, and she cuts his hand off with an axe.
0: Yeah, well she's uh like Well he no, has... she
1: doesn't it just randomly falls down and cuts off his hand, right?
0: Yeah, because she's like I think he's like grabbing her through the wall and like keeps like banging against the wall and then there's an axe on the wall that like does that swing down thing and like guillotines his hand off. And then at that yeah. point it comes becomes like Evil Dead 2 for like a split second. Yes, it does. With her hands <laughs> crawling around. What like he just starts spitting fire next, by the way? What the fuck is this? Well, they also mentioned that it's, like, the eclipse is, like, there's some big important thing about the eclipse, and I'm thinking he's getting, like, stronger and stronger as it gets more and more eclipsy.
1: Oh, uh, okay. But, like you said, we got Evil Dead Hand going around with the ring on it. That's important, because she finds Evil Dead Hand, and she gets the ring from it, and then she just disintegrates him. Just like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Elvira's super powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the house burns down, and the book is lost. It was all for nothing.
0: Yeah, where you get another, where, like, the book is in flames, and she keeps trying to reach for it, and we get another voiceover being like, The power is inside you, remember.
1: Yep. So, but what's gonna happen to her Vegas show now? She doesn't even have the house to sell for the money.
0: No, it is, uh, well, and this is super funny, too, where she's sitting outside her burn-up house with Bob, And all of a sudden, you see like it looks like another angry mob because you see like a like this group of townspeople come and they have like shovels and pitchforks and like some one has like a saxophone for some reason.
1: (laughs) Whatever you can find, you look intimidating, people.
0: Yeah, and she's like, "Don't worry, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. You don't have to burn me." And they're like, "No, we just feel really bad. We want to help out." I'd be like. T- less than 24 hours ago, you were going to burn me alive. Yeah, fuck you guys!
1: You literally tried to murder me! I had to call down a thunderstorm from the heavens
0: to put it out! I'm going one town over, and I'm telling the police what you've all done. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it was legal.
1: It was on their really old law books for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but they don't want her to go, but yeah, she's going. The car is fixed, just like that, and yeah. with her uncle dead, though... She's the heir to his estate, and she does finally get lots of money.
0: Yeah, and I love how um. Then it's like she's uh. It cuts to her in Vegas, and it's her kind of explaining of like. I'm pretty sure even Cassandra Peterson always wanted a Vegas show.
1: Well, that's how she started. Um, before she was Elvira, she was a part of a Vegas uh, show. So like, she knows what she's actually talking about with this stuff. No, it wasn't like her show, but she worked in
0: one. Okay, well I love where she's like. I got the chance to do this. I'm going to indulge myself here really quick where it just seems like this is 100% for me. Like I got enough money to do this movie and I'm putting on my own Elvira Vegas show any way I can do it.
1: Yeah. And so we get the Vegas show and you guys know it's the starts with the spider dance. There's the famous uh, tassel scene. There's the rap and what What's the song? I'm trying to think of what it is. Oh, I don't exactly remember. I remembered it right before it went on. I'm like, what was that song? And now I forgot it. But anyway, you guys know, if you know this movie, this is probably the scene you think of when you think of Elvira, Mistress of the Dark.
0: Well, even just a real quick, to go to the tassel scene, and not even being like, oh, look at her boobies. Where it's like, she gets the one going, and then she gets the other one going, and then she gets them both going, and then gets both of them going in opposite directions. I'm sitting there being like, that's fucking impressive.
1: Dude, she just, she just celebrated her 70th birthday like a week ago as of recording this, and she still does that. When she does that show, like when she does this show, yeah. she still does that today, which is just fucking wild.
0: It's so awesome that she still does this character, and she's still so into it. Oh,
1: yeah. Which, I mean, why wouldn't you be like this? She always said, like, I never thought I was like Elvira till the older I got. I'm like, well, no, there's a lot of me in that character. Yeah. And then we get Unpleasant Dreams sign-off and credits, and that was Elvira, Mistress of the Dark.
0: Uh, Fucking, always a fun movie to watch, and one I, u- I always try to watch, like, in October.
1: Oh, because 100%. It's, it's a little bit. I usually more a... have it on my Halloween watch.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a little bit more of a palate cleanser than, like... Oh, you know, the Halloweens, or, like, you're gonna be going through, like, I'll watch, like, Deep Red or some, like, Italian shit that's, like, a little more hardcore. Like, I'm not going Cannibal Holocaust hardcore, but I'll watch, like, Zombie again, just because it has, like, cool eye shit.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I watch, and I love that stuff, too, but once in a while, I want something that's still in that realm, but not as heavy.
0: Well, this is where, like, I put this movie as, like um how the burbs also is where it's like a comedy but it's like a horror comedy
1: yeah i could put this up there with let's say i could put it up with rocky horror picture show hocus pocus all these kind of movies yeah that i still watch around halloween but aren't necessarily they are horror but aren't holy shit i'm terrified they have the horror tropes in them but they're not scary exactly i guess we'll do the end of episode stuff then
0: yeah um what do you got greg Alright, so the throbbing with horror
1: count of the dead. What that is, is we take the deaths, all the deaths in the movie, we tally them up, and we add them to all the deaths in every previous movie we've ever done to get a nice big number. Last week, we did Humanoids from the Deep Brett, which left us at 551. Where do you think Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, left us? Um, You got this one. I know you got this one.
0: I mean, I think there's two. You're going two? Yeah, I'm going two, because there's the gas station dude, and then there was vincent okay so that would bring us to 553 yeah yay we
1: got it yep yeah, uh, two at 553
0: yay brett did the bare minimum
1: uh, you did i was I'm like brett better get this one come on there's only two of them you got this
0: well then you say that and i immediately have this thing of panic come over me like uh-oh uh, uh, <laughs> ten! Oh, fuck! <laughs> Pressure's on now. Every week, Greg does his count of the dead, ah, ah, ah. And I like to do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars or thumbs up, because Cisco and Ebert did stars and thumbs up shit, and fuck them. And Joe Bob does stars, and Joe Bob's sacred.
1: And let's be honest, thumbs up is pretty... Vague. Yeah. Rarely would we have a movie that I'd legit thumbs down. I can think of maybe like two occasions in this whole right. like history of the podcast.
0: And it's really it's a weird way to like being like okay so it's either good or bad. There's no like gray area. That's why I like yeah. the 1 through 10.
1: Yeah I don't even like the 1 through 5. 10 really lets you have like a scale.
0: Yeah but so I like to do something uh, 1 through 10 but from the movie itself that we watched this week. And I don't come up with that thing until right now. And I'm trying to think what would be great for Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. I mean, the dagger's cool, but I don't want to do daggers because it's such a little part of the tiny, tiny part of the movie. I'm always like, oh, yeah, I do it but because I like improv. But it's always me just being like, oh, yeah, fuck, I, that's a thing I do. Um, Don't worry, I cut out the ten minutes of
1: you thinking every episode. I don't keep them in there.
0: <laughs> because there's the spell book, but that's kind of like, eh. How about midnight showings? Okay. So like because they that's a big part of the movie. That's like had the big like halfway through the movie climax kind of thing of that part. Alright. So one min- one midnight showing, it's like they're showing for some reason at midnight, they're showing like up or something. Where it's like a Disney Pixar movie and it's oh, like, up, like though. I like up a lot, but it's not a midnight movie. Oh,
1: that's fair. Okay.
0: It's really, it's like no kid's going to be up at midnight to go see this movie, and the adults that are going to go see this movie at midnight, you probably don't really want to be around them either. Yes. Ten, the number ten midnight movie is Rocky Horror Picture Show. That is the perfect midnight movie. It's what basically made, it's like one of the things that made the midnight movie such a big trope. Yes. I'm on, I think I'm going to give this seven midnight movies out of ten.
1: I as well want seven midnight movies out of ten.
0: I was gonna it's a very solid, good movie. I can't think about giving it really anything above a seven, but there's so many great jokes and one-liners that it can't be like a six like at one point I was like maybe a six. I was like, no, that's way too low for this.
1: Yeah, look, it's not trying to be anything that it's not. It knows what it is, it does it well. Probably could have trimmed some things out, but you know what? It's a classic, and I love it. I watch it every year, usually around this time of year, so I couldn't give it anything less. But in fairness, like, if if it's me and my years-long love of of Elvira, 10! But if I'm being realistic, I'm going the 7.
0: Well, I honestly almost expected you to give it a 10 because of your love of Elvira. No, I, I had to control
1: myself. I'm like, nope, I gotta be fair for the podcast here.
0: No, you're not going to do, like, a me with, like, Plan 9, where I'm like, it's the perfect movie! Well, no, because I do believe Plan 9 is
1: the perfect movie for you. I know your taste in movies, I'm sure, like, you love that movie, so I never even thought twice about that. Yeah. That's, like, me with, like, some of the ones that I've picked, like, Lost Boys, where I know it's not perfect, but I gave that a 10. Things like that, so I I never looked weird on your Plan 9 rating.
0: Real quick, just because there's a little bit of Lost Boys news. Oh,
1: and fuck! No, I know what you're about to say.
0: What do you think of this what weird you recasting where that? they all look like they're 12? Well, no, that's the Frog Brothers. No, but I thought like all of them are like... It's like they basically took all the Stranger... If you were in Stranger Things or like the new It movie.
1: Oh, are they doing that for the vampires too? I think so.
0: I they thought all they was were like just the, the Frog 14. Brothers.
1: Here's the thing, the original script for Lost Boys was much more like that, hence the title the Lost Boys. It kind of like was a weird take on like the Peter Pan Lost Boys that made it like a horror vampire movie. And But I like what we got so much more than that original script, I probably wouldn't have liked that. Now that could be interesting with them going back to it, but dude, I don't want it. Now don't get me wrong... I get less mad about remakes now that we have this podcast, because I'm like, you know what, even if I hate it, it'll be something fun for me to talk about on here. But I would much rather have, like, not have it, but I'll, I'll watch it, and we'll probably talk about it on here at some point, so whatever. I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna Jane Silent Bob stop this, so whatever.
0: Yeah, we're not gonna, we don't have four days to get to Hollywood to stop this motherfucking movie from getting made. Yeah, we
1: had to, to find Kiefer Sutherland to get him to come with us to stop the movie from being mean. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's really weird. Like you said, now with this podcast, we'll definitely watch it probably at some point and do it. Maybe I mean, probably at some point. But Lost Boys seems like such a weird one to remake because it's just drenched in 80s, like, shit. And to make yeah. it in a modern day, what are you going to be... I have this fear that they're gonna make it, like, the Underworld vampires from, like, that
1: series and stuff, and I don't want that.
0: No, because I hate those weird, like, CGI vampires, or those, like, Dracula 2000, or, you know. Yeah, I, I
1: don't want... I mean, you know what, those have their place. If you like them, like, no harm, no foul. Some of those can be okay, I guess. But that's not the Lost Boys. I don't want that for the Lost Boys, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. I agree.
1: But now that you got me all angry...
0: I'm really good. Well, let me lift your spirits, Greg, with a little bit of Halloween talk. Okay. Because as I said last week on the show, I want to do like a little segment at the end of our October episodes, just doing like a little Halloween talk just to keep us in the mood. And that is Throbbing with Horrors Offering to Sam. And Sam is from Trick or Treat. If you've never seen that movie, you got to go fucking see it. It's so great. And Sam is short for Sam Hayne.
1: As someone who just rewatched that movie recently, holds up incredibly well. One of the best Halloween movies ever made, I think.
0: Oh yeah, I watch that movie all year round. Yeah. So, I came up with two just little quick things I'm going to throw out to you, Greg, and see what you have to say, then I will answer after that. Okay. Um so number 1, um since we're doing since we did Elvira and we've already talked about a bunch of horror hosts, which is your favorite horror host?
1: I mean, you know me very well, Brett. You know the answer to this question. It's the lady who we just talked about for an hour. It's Elvira.
0: Which, it's a very... I mean, I can't say that that's a bad choice whatsoever, because I just spent an hour talking about how great Ovira is.
1: Now, don't take that, though, as me, as a knock on any others, because, look, there's a very close number, two who I'm pretty sure you're going to pick for yours.
0: Okay. Um, uh, Joe Bob? yes yeah well it's even hard for me to pick because like elvira like you like you went with elvira very solid choice like i'm like we've said before i'm super excited for the special that's going to be coming out and it's already come out by the time this episode's out so yeah it was so good wasn't it greg speaking of elvira real quick if you don't mind i
1: did pre-order her book like that's coming out like yeah Four months ago, and I just got my shipping notification finally. So oh. I got the signed copy too. I'm very excited for that to come in.
0: Fuck yeah. I can't wait till next time I come over to your place and you have that. I definitely want to check that out because it looks awesome.
1: Yeah. But that's all. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump into the segment.
0: But yeah, it's, I mean, mine is Joe Bob, but it's so hard to pick because, like, I love Zachary even though he was from the fifties and I never saw him actually host a movie. I've only ever seen the segments like in between he's so funny and it's so even for the 1950s, he's like very sharp and it's not like so many of those, like you even look back at like Vampira, who, you know, people, I mean, Elvira and Vampira very similar, but I think their acts are way different enough that it makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah, because Elvira, like, threw the comedy and, like, the whole Valley Girl punk thing into it, and I love that.
0: Yeah, well, Vampira was just, like, creepy lady.
1: But that's before everyone was doing it, so it didn't feel derivative or anything like that.
0: And not that creepy lady is bad, because Vampira did the character well. Oh,
1: well, that's what I mean. It wasn't derivative, she did great, it was really good. Um, can I mention another one that we haven't mentioned, just so I can at least give them their credit? Yeah. The Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt is one I do enjoy quite a bit as well, and it's weird because it's the only one who's not a person, but it's a puppet. Yeah, I always, I always liked that.
0: Yeah, he's really creepy, and he's another one, a good one that uh has all those great one-liners, and I loved all of his costumes. Yeah, he would always do. But um,
1: yeah, I got to go, Elvira. Though I I figured you were going Joe Bob, but yeah, I I can't argue with either of those choices.
0: Because you know me, whenever, Joe, like, the last drive-in season is going on, like, Friday nights, I'm not doing anything else. Like, you would mention every once in a while being like, oh, you want to do, like, Friday night? I'm like, Joe Bob, no. <laughs> That's not happening. So, okay, cool. Um, One last question. It's a simple yes or no, and you can go off on it a little bit if you want. Pumpkin Spice.
1: I'm going to give it a soft yes. I don't love it, but, like, I, I will eat or drink things with it i i don't I don't crave it ever I like I like it in some stuff though I' not like I'm not banging down the door of my local coffee shop for a pumpkin spice latte or anything but I don't put it in my coffee but like I would like pumpkin spice cookie I will definitely eat things like that yeah so a soft yes I don't go hard for it like a lot of people but yeah no yeah sure
0: I was going to say, I'm also kind of, I like pumpkin pumpkin spice quite a bit, but I go more of like the pumpkin spice pop tarts or the cookies more than yeah. like going to Starbucks and getting the latte. Yeah. Because every year when uh, I see Starbucks, they announce like, oh, our pumpkin spice is back. Every year I get super excited and I run out and I buy one and I drink half of it. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I don't drink coffee. So now I feel weird. <laughs>
1: No, I get get excited because I know we're getting into Halloween season when I see that stuff.
0: Exactly. But yeah, certain things I am definitely, like, basic white girl pumpkin spice fan on.
1: Yes. Oh, Um, good picks. I like both of these options.
0: Yeah, so there is our offering to Sam and Sam Hain this week.
1: So, do you want to know what we're doing next week?
0: Yes. What is next week, Greg? False
1: alarm. You don't have to wait till next week. Because? Because on Wednesday... We're going to be dropping another full episode, not even a bonus, full movie review. We're going to be doing a new release. We're doing Malignant.
0: Yes, which, get excited for Halloween. This is just the very beginning. But yeah, Malignant is so fucking weird. This is a movie I actually got to see in theaters the other day, which I barely see movies in theaters anymore. But it's going to be fun to talk about.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. and. If that didn't let you know, that's gonna be most of October, guys. You're gonna get at least two weeks for most of it. I won't say every week just in case stuff comes up, but we're trying to pump as much of these out as possible to get in the spirit, give you guys a little something extra for Halloween.
0: Yeah, because why not? This is what like the time that like this is what horror podcasts were made for. October.
1: <laughs> yeah, when we signed on day, what did I say? You ready for busy season?
0: Oh fuck yeah. <laughs>
1: Here we go. But yeah, so check it out next Wednesday this coming Wednesday when you're listening to this, we will drop malignant normal time in the morning, so that episode will be out.
0: Yes. So yeah, check us back on Wednesday for malignant and we hope that Elvira has left your brain throbbing with horror.